Welcome to this week's EG Like Sunday Morning. This time I'm delighted to be joined by two of the hardest working people I know. News editor Pui Guanman and life sciences reporter Evelina Grichenko. How are you both this week? Hi everyone, we're doing great. <laughs> Aren't we Pui? Like yeah. we, we've been such a great team this week so we have been. Teamwork Absolutely. makes dream work so they say. Uh, so I have really the, enjoyed that. There's plenty to talk about. So let, let, let's start uh, with Evelina because that's what the uh, magazine news pages do. Um, mm. Thanks to life sciences giant Oxford Biomedica putting its HQ up for sale. Tell us more, Evelina. The sale and lease back, so they're planning <laughs> to stay there because obviously yep. lab shortages are reaching zero, according to Bidwell's recent posts uh, in both Cambridge and Oxford. So mm -hmm. no way they're going to move <laughs> <laughs> there's literally nowhere to move out so yeah they oh i mean we're guessing they're just looking for some extra funding because there's a huge redevelopment of their space and they obviously want to kick off as soon as possible mm -hmm. uh, so yeah just a bit of extra money as everything getting more and more expensive so will be definitely useful for them yeah and uh, tell us about the, the company and the premises and uh, you know what they're hoping to unlock from this sale and leafback uh yeah so obviously they gotta find a new landlord and they have recently uh done a huge redevelopment at the oxbox so that's a another property located nearby so it used to be like a royal mail building mm -hmm. uh so they turn it into the really cool and modern facilities so i guess they're planning to do something similar there so uh, the previous uh, refurbishment cost them about seven million so uh, for this one, they set aside 15 million before and another 50 million in the recent time, and God knows how much more they're gonna <laughs> set for the uh, for the refurbishment of the space. So uh, it's gonna be big, <laughs> what I can say, definitely big and innovative. Yeah, so everyone's looking for innovation now. So some exciting facilities, and you know, more technology definitely to be implemented into the space. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, so it, so it, it sounds like there is practically zero new space available. Is is that is that right? I believe. Yeah, absolutely. So probably the companies will need to wait another couple of years until something becomes mm. available. So yeah, not a good time for someone to move out of lab. So I, I would strictly uh, not recommend doing that. Everyone who was planning <laughs> to do that. <laughs> And turning from life sciences to industrial space, uh, Pui, uh, you've been writing about how traders may be missing out on on millions in terms of land values. Yeah, the well, the million pound question, I suppose, are, are industrial <laughs> uh, traders underpaying for industrial land or, or overpaying? And um, there was some um, uh, data exclusively um, shared with us uh, from Knight Frank, um, which seemed to um, suggest that could be the case. Um, so they crunched a few numbers and, and what they found was that actually if uh, well, maybe let me rewind and start again with that one. So they um, have basically created a new cash flow um, valuation model um, where you sort of factor in more of the um, rental forecasts and cash flow forecasts in relation to um, a plot of land. And they found that 
um, when they applied this model to a few um, scenarios, uh, the the land values actually went up. So I guess to um, the the most prominent example they used was a site in uh, Park Royal, uh, which uh, transacted for around 19 million um, per acre in um, uh, in West London, and that's 19 by the way, a one nine, not nine zero. Although you never know <laughs> the way things are going, it could be nine zero at some point. Um, but anyways, they found that after they applied their model um, of um, cash flow valuations, um, that land value actually went up to uh, 22.7 uh, million uh, pounds per acre, not just uh, 19 million. And so there is um, really just kind of an interesting, uh, I guess, uh, the the question, um, I suppose, then is really how how fit for use is, is the current uh, model for, mm. for calculating uh, land values. Um, and I'm sure this will be music to many investors ears who uh, who might think, wait a second, <laughs> um, uh, our, our land must be worth a lot more than we're than we're peddling it for. So. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was just one of one of many interesting findings to, to come out of that data mm. um, that there were quite a lot of it was it was quite complex, but it was um, a fun fun to dig into it. <laughs> I'm sure it was. And, you know, an extra 3.7 million is, is not to be sniffed at, particularly at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and very early on in, in EG, like Sunday morning, uh, I, I, I had our, our, our dearly departed former colleagues, Emma Rossa and Graham Schoen on, and I asked them, uh, which is better, resi or offices? And, and a, a great debate uh, followed. Um, so since we've got you both on and, and you've been writing about these topics this week, I, I, would, I just thought I would ask you uh, both, uh, if, if you had a few million to play with, uh, would you be investing it in life sciences or in sheds? Ooh. That's yeah, let's go for that. Come on, <laughs> I mean, ooh, yields are really moving outwards, actually, at the moment, industrials. So um, I know I should be fighting industrials corner, but it you is getting very hot. To explode, do you? <laughs> getting very hot. The market is very hot. Um, or it has already. I mean, there's a lot of suggestions that it might already be sort of past its peak. Um, mm. So I guess my answer to that is I would have liked to buy 10 years ago, maybe. <laughs> industrial um yeah maybe i don't know maybe maybe it is camp life sciences i don't know evelina i could be persuaded yeah we can invest in labs and then invent the time machine then go back <laughs> 10 years <laughs> and buy uh that sounds like a business plan uh, okay um in addition this week uh Pui, uh things are looking good for hammerson um, yeah, well, I mean, I have to say, every time I um, tune into their results, they seem to be uh, getting better and better each time. So um, I would say they're not entirely sort of in the clear yet, but things are definitely, um, you know, a, a lot uh, things are definitely looking up for them, shall we say, um, much more solid footing financially um, than, than before. They've really sort of battened down the hatches um, in recent months on um, sort of um, cost saving and efficiency measures and and also just sort of, um, you know, battening down the hatches on 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 spending. Um, so um, so, yeah, they made I think was it the first um um, the first increase in net assets for the first time since 2017, um, mm -hmm. which is um, pretty, it's notable. I wasn't even at 
at EG then I don't think um, so that, that predates my, my time here well. but um, but it, yeah it also it's 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 back in the black really it's the first time in a long time that it's um, made profit at the half year uh, mark so um, so yeah I mean it's not obviously it's not in growth mode so when I spoke to Rita Rose Gagne about the results um, uh, when, when they came out uh, towards the end of last week um, you know, it, it doesn't seem like expansion mode is, is really there for them quite yet. I mean, um, it, it doesn't, it's not sort of expected to reach a sort of shovel-ready um, point um, uh, on its development pipeline until the end of um, next year. Um, but I think things are generally seem to be moving in the in the right direction for them. I guess now it's just a case of all the sort of macro economic volatility on the horizon and um, mm. um but but you know she does seem to be um upbeat that um Hamson will now be in a in a resilient enough position to to deal with with those challenges so um yeah uh, some positivity there yeah for sure yeah and it, it was just as as real long time as that were around back in 2017 so uh, <laughs> yeah, just just a few of us um Evelina this is like a bit, a bit like a tennis match. I'm bouncing back and forth between you. Oh, Evelina, tell us, tell us why Manchester's landmark building is, according to our headline, creating a buzz. Uh, nothing special there. Pretty simple answer. So it's just like the buzz that's created by the beast. So it's all about the sound. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it's, it's August, so the last summer month to enjoy. We try to make something summery, so peace. Mm. We've got yep. like the sounds and like you know all of these natural things just like flow so well with the summer theme. Mm -hmm. So that's um, why that's the bus. Yeah. Uh, and uh, well-being's it's sort of very important, isn't it? At, the, at that building, that's what you were sort of writing about. This yeah, week. absolutely. It, it's really amazing. I mean, uh, what GLL has created at this building is also very interesting. Uh, so they actually were able to achieve one of the certifications that it's only one outside of London at the time. Uh, so yeah, really good of them. And like definitely, if uh, Landmark would not provide them with the right bones of the building, as we call it. They will never get there. So, yeah, if anyone is beating for the like super certificate and is aiming to achieve as much awards for their fit out as possible, so Landmark is probably one of the best places to do that. Mm -hmm. and is that one of one of your favourites of the buildings you've visited so far while you've been at EG? Uh, well, there are a couple of interesting developments in Manchester, and I'm sure there will be more building profiles to come from the city. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so far so good. <laughs> no, so far the best, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, Pui, uh, I, I was going to ask you to explain to me and, and to any other listeners that may be wondering what the first AI-powered digital twin of the UK's commercial real estate market actually is. <laughs> I love that this is sort of sort of veering into quiz territory, but also it not, is kind not quite. Of, yeah, it's, 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 yeah it's, it's the the gradual evolution, so that it's just it's just all quiz. Yeah, uh, but I no, mean, basically, it's explain to an old person what a digital twin is. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I have to say, I, I guess just to to start us off, that if I had um, a pound for every time I heard the, a mention of a digital twin being built of um, a building, um, mm. I'd be 
I'd be quizzing. Um, you'd, be invest- but- you'd be investing it in life sciences right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, this is probably, I think, if I'm unless I'm mistaken, one of the first times I've heard someone, um, you know, um, talk about a, a digital twin of the real estate market itself. Mm. So, um, you know, um, really interesting. There's this new um, AI platform that um, has uh, gained uh, funding to develop uh, the first, um, well, the, the industry's first digital twin of the, the commercial real estate market. And that aims to sort of provide um, people who use the platform with kind of real time um, data and um, going to, um, so it's sort of looking to focus on uh, transactions um, for, for buildings worth between 50 million to 100 uh, million. Um, and it wants to basically do sort of street level um, sort of data on 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 sort of, well, they call it live. They want to sort of mm. feedback results um, within 30 minutes of sort of lodging um, the, the 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 request for data, um, but um, yeah, essentially it's it's sort of the goal is to create a kind of live digital snapshot um, of the country's real estate assets, and that in turn can be used to sort of model investment scenarios and and acquisition scenarios um, uh, across portfolios. And yeah, sorry, I'm rambling a little bit here, but that is that is about the measure of it. I think. I hope I've <laughs> interpreted it right um but yeah just really interesting because i don't think mm. you you know it, it's yeah we'll we'll see where they go with that yeah uh, indeed keep us posted and it, it hasn't all been Pui and evelina this week your, your colleagues have also been very busy so i thought we would uh take a tour through some of the other headlines in of course our quiz of the week if you if you're both up for this and Pui, i don't know whether you've faced evelina before but, no. Wow, she is red hot at the quiz. No, I think we did it like three times. <laughs> she is. I really she, is a, she is a quiz demon. Uh, so, uh, we, I'll let you decide whether you would like to go first or second um, to give you to give you a fighting chance. Okay. Well, usually I wuss out and go second, so I'll I'll be I'll 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 go first this time. Okay, yeah. great. But right. question one. Who emerged this week as preferred buyer of both agency GL Hearn and Capita Real Estate and Infrastructure from outsourcing giant Capita? Um, that would be um, WSP, which is... Uh, it would. Yeah, really interesting, actually. Maybe the uh, consultancies need to watch out for these guys. Maybe. Yeah, it does look like they're, they're on the rise. Mm. Uh, 1-0 to Pui. Evelina. Who has been left with a whopping £15 million legal costs bill after losing a high court battle over the Olympia event space? LNG. Amazing. See, she knows everything. She has read everything. Um, one, one. That Wait. was a really excellent. Uh, oh, sorry. No, no. No, no. no, no. I was just going to say that was a really excellent um, article um, by our court correspondent. Uh, James uh, Lumley, who, um, yeah, just, yeah, sorry, I, I I just found it really fascinating, fascinating mm-hmm. saga. Yeah, 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 yeah I think everyone's yeah, read fun. that, so that was an easy one to get. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we're into our missing words uh, headlines round. So, Pui, BBC ditches mailbox for Digbeth's blank factory, and it's a, it's a double blank, uh, BBC ditches mailbox for Digbeth's blank factory. Um, the Typhoon Tea Factory. It 
is the Thai food tea factory. This is the big news that BBC Midlands is moving its headquarters from Birmingham's mailbox to a new purpose-built broadcast centre on the site of the Thai food factory. So fingers crossed the Beeb will be getting an ooh from its, uh, from its <laughs> new broadcasting centre. Uh, Evelina, can you fill in the blank? Diageo set to blank new £73 million Covent Garden microbrewery. Diageo set to blank new £73 million Covent Garden microbrewery. Uh, well, something related to bread, I think, oh, when I read it. Uh, is that to... It is. Is that to toast? It is. Excellent. Well done. Two, yeah. two. I thought that's a really okay. interesting headline. <laughs> so yeah, <nice>. well, <laughs> you, the, the puns were flying thick and fast uh, among the news desk. <laughs> and a shout out, um, by the way, to our excellent new uh, London reporter, Shante Bahitigay, who um, unearthed that one. But um, but yeah, brews, taps, cheers, they were yeah. all flying around. But in the end, we, we settled for, for toast. Uh, yeah, what a way to make a debut. Uh, and uh, we, of course, look forward to welcoming Shante onto a future episode. Um, OK, so we're just left uh, to decide this, this thrilling contest with the diary round of questions. So, Pui, what has the Headingley branch of Domino's Pizza up in Leeds been renamed this week in celebration of England's history-making win in the Women's Euros? Ah, um... Uh, I think it was, was it Lucy's? It is Lucy's, ah, well done. It's uh, okay. Lucy's after their former employee uh, and leading lioness, Lucy Bronze. Wow, Pui, Brilliant. three out of three. Can Evelina match this uh, <laughs> to uh, to make it a draw? Uh, Evelina, what is the minimum number of photos you should use to sell your house online according the data on the diary page this week that's maybe a slightly harder question uh i don't know uh, i mean the number that i've seen on the diary page was seven so is that oh the my right one? goodness i mean that is incredible she is she has read and memorized every single word uh in the entire magazine uh, i mean fantastic great performance from you both three three yeah. uh supreme and total command of the week's news i would expect nothing less from you both hard-working team <laughs> as you mentioned uh, at the um, beginning <laughs> some uh, lull, what's sure, lull? <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure sam and shante and all our other writers are, are tremendously grateful that you have poured over their their, uh, their stories this week and uh, so thank you to you both um hope you enjoy the rest of your sunday uh and to those of you at home you have been listening to eg like sunday morning